Welcome to, well, that fucked me up. It really did. A podcast with Luke Coulson. And Kyle Wise. And each week we're going to be talking to real guests about their amazing, often traumatic, life-changing events. Focusing on stories of survival, hope, and overall triumph. Which is flipping awesome. Yeah. Because we're all about that. We're all about listening to people's stories about adversity and trauma and, and crazy stuff. I think there really is something for everybody. There's many, many topics, many, many guests, people that really have got through uh, some extraordinary things. Please share the love, share the show, get in touch, follow us, subscribe, click. We're trying to make it easy and open for people to discuss things that may normally feel tricky to do so. Um, We've been on an extraordinary journey and we're glad you can join us. Enjoy the show. Welcome. 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 Wow. Thanks. Yeah. I didn't even rehearse that. It was so smooth. Um, Wait, are we doing an introduction? Yeah. Oh, shit. Hi. Welcome back. Uh, Welcome back to another episode of Well, Well, That that Fucked fucked Me Up. And... We are super excited because, Kyle, this week is your story. Buckle up. (laughs) Uh, Just to give you a heads up, and I think because I I heard some other podcasts that did this. This is a trigger warning. Yeah. Uh, There is uh, some mention of rape Mm. in this. So if that's too much for you, I won't take it personally. Just hit... Next or whatever. <laughs> uh, yep. Yeah. And trigger warnings are something we'll be doing more of as we go forwards. Um, certainly when it comes to um, abuse and forms of. And um, where, again, I'm about to say I'm very, ex- <laughs> very excited to hear your story of <laughs> abuse and rape. <laughs> uh, but I think you know what I mean. Yeah. Because... Here you are, and you have a smile on your face, and we have fun and laughter, and clearly you're working on coming out the other side, or are out the other side, and yeah. And then I find this is the other thing I say now. I go, why don't you start at the beginning, or wherever you want to start? Because at the end of the day, Carl, what, what is the beginning, anyway? You know? October so what 12th, you... 1985, oh. I was born. Oh, Okay. Not that, not that. Too far back. Okay. Too far back. Well, I'm going to try and shut the beep up. And um, <laughs> we're going to, I'm going to hand it over to you, Kyle. All right. Um, so, as I mentioned in the trigger warning, uh, I was raped from the ages of 6 to 12 uh, and variations of that. And I'm not really going to get into the graphic details of it because it really... I mean, use your imagination, and that's what happened. Um, uh, <laughs> or don't. No. No, but, no, but wow, that's a start. Yeah. How are you? How do you feel about talking about it? Is it something you openly talk about now? And how are you feeling about talking about it here in this forum? Actually, you know, I've done enough work on myself that now it's just something that happened, um, and it was. I mean. And I'll get more into it, but I couldn't do that well into my 20s. 
And, um, yeah, I mean, every now and then it hits me. I don't think it's like one of those things that ever goes away. Like I I don't watch the Woody Allen doc. Right. I did. What'd you think? Yeah. You shouldn't watch that doc. (laughs) (laughs) Um, can we go back? Because I just interrupted. No, 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 shock, but carry on. So, uh, the person that raped me was in a position of power and my parents had no idea. And, you know, I got the classic, if you, it started out like, if you tell anybody, Santa won't come. And then it went into uh, much more nefarious threats as I got older and stopped believing in Santa. It was more like, if you tell anyone, no one will believe you. And so I, I kept that secret. And along with that, with some behavior issues, um, I got in a lot more fights. I uh, didn't want to be touched. I, uh, um, but internally, I, was, I, I had so much shame and guilt um, and self-hatred to the, to the point where I would, you know, as I got into my late teens... In early 20s, I'd put myself in um, uh, high-risk situations. Yeah. And... Um, Is that because you had no self-worth, do you think? I, th- I, I went to therapy for it, and we <laughs> talked a lot about it. Uh, shout out to my therapist. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and you know, it's, it's... Yeah, I didn't have self-worth. and But also... There's a, th- a phenomenon where uh, uh, you, when it's a sexually, um, when it's a sexual trauma, you either go one way, which is no sex, sex is bad, mm-hmm. and you, you know, shut off completely, or you go into hypersex, um, mm-hmm. hypersexualization. Mm-hmm. Um, and I went the hypersexualization, hypersexualization part. Mm. Um, I was about to say easier said than done, yeah. <laughs> but that's not the, not the case in and, this instance. Yeah. Well, it's just, it's funny because it's like it, uh, you know, failed relationship after failed relationship. Um, you know, I was very uh, rewards driven, so I did extremely well in sports. Mm. And, and I actually played college football and I partied hard. Right. Because I think a part of me, because it was so painful, I, I shut off. And the only way I could feel anything was through sex, drugs, rock and roll and, yeah. and achievement. Yeah. And it's interesting that you did the achievement thing as well. Because <laughs> Sex, drugs, and rock and roll sounds awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about the actual competitive sport thing, but it's extraordinary what one does to occupy your mind. Yeah. To, to, to get away from having to deal with the feeling, of the feelings, the negative feelings and the trauma, right? Yeah. Well, I, and it's like I didn't want to be alone ever, oh. but I didn't want to get close to anybody. Oh, gosh. I'm very familiar with that. <laughs> and it, it's, it's funny, too, because like this... <clears throat> After everything came out in the open, my mom, my poor mom, blamed herself, um, as good mothers do, about things that she had no control over, had no mm. way of knowing. And um, and then 
this guy, in order uh, to escape justice, ended up taking his own life. Oh. So there was absolutely no closure. Um, oh, my good Lord. <laughs> and I just... I was off to the races. How did you feel... Oh, so we'll get to the um, to the to the now in a sec. I've got a few questions, but I don't yeah, really yeah. know where to start with them. Like, what <clears throat> started when you were six? You said, but at what point did you realize what was happening to you? And at what point did you were you able to get away from it? They, uh, I think it was like around uh, eleven or twelve when it, it finally ended. But in school, you know, they have those hokey like. My body belongs to me. And it's like some yes. like fish out of water. Right. And he's like talking. <laughs> yes. They're like the lighter side of it. Right. Like, right. Um, I saw a video and I, and, you know, I started putting two and two together. Oh and I was like, and, and, you know, I, I finally, the, the last time I remember it specifically happening and I had tears in my eyes and I'm pulling up my pants and, I, uh, I'm trying not to get emotional. You now, can get but, emotional. But every ounce of courage. I mean, because, like, you know, you're a kid, so this guy looks fucking 20 feet tall, yeah. and, like, evil looking. Yeah. Um, but he's just a man. Mm. And I remember saying, like, this is it. You're never going to do this again. And I'm telling. And th- that motherfucker, like, shrunk. Yeah, of course. And. Of course he did. Yeah. and and But God only knows. I mean, this is probably not for this conversation, but <laughs> God only knows what you might have done to him. I mean, you, Kyle, yeah. this is a podcast, so we we see we hear, but we don't see. You're a big dude. <laughs> like, you're tall. and Well, that actually played into it. I, back then, I was like this awkward, lanky kid. I was like way undernourished. And, yeah. Yeah. I was super skinny on these giant ears and like, <laughs> well, you, by all accounts, you turned out very well. <laughs> yeah. I definitely glowed up. Right. I, um, and, well, and so when he did that, um, and it, it all came out and he ended up taking his own life. I, uh, I said, nobody will ever make me feel like this. Again. Yeah. And so I started getting into boxing. I started getting into fighting. And then I discovered drugs and alcohol. And I'm yeah. like, this is the greatest fucking, this yeah. is the gift from the gods. <laughs> and, you know, I, I am a, would you say I'm a pretty good writer? I'm a pretty you're, good. you're a great writer. And so all my literary heroes were raging alcoholics. That's brilliant. And so I was like, oh, it's just apropos for, uh, yeah. I'm going to go to college and be a writer. And an actor. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to get into the last film. <laughs> we, and it's a part of your story. Yeah. We can talk about that later. We can talk about that in the after section, maybe. Yeah. Let's get back to this, which is... Um, so we're talking about the latter years as you're growing up. You're very aware of what's happened to you. You talk about shame and you talk about how that affects relationships. Talks about the thing that hit home with me was that not... Wanting to be alone, but not wanting anyone near you. Yeah. But at the same time, is what a way to feel, you know. And I, you know, it, it kind of started becoming a well. It was always a problem. I mean, you can, I'm sure, my mom can tell you about getting calls from the precinct and be like, "Hey, <laughs> mom, I did it again. I need you to bail me out." Uh, <laughs> um, sorry, mom. Um, no, but it became a problem when I, uh, in 
college, I, I lost my scholarship because I ripped out a hamstring when we were playing Montana State. Right. And all of a sudden, I had all this time. I had um, had a huge supply of, like, Narcos, like pain pills. Mm -hmm. And I remember looking at myself in the mirror and hating myself. Uh, yeah. Um, and I, and I could, you know, some people are like, Oh my God, I just, my jowls are just hanging down, but <laughs> like I got great eyes. Like I could not find any redeeming qualities right. about me. Right. And I didn't want to be alive. Uh. And, you know, I was also raised Catholic, so, you know, there's, not that I didn't try numerous times. but So there's no way out. Yeah. It's like there's no way out. God wants you to suffer. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. Well, how did you start to redeem, I don't know, not redeem yourself, that's not the right word, because you hadn't done anything wrong, but what changed? Like, what started to change for you? You know, um... There's there's different moments. Like one time, I, I went. You know, this is an ayahuasca story, but hit me. I, I was some guy. I was talking. He's like, you know, you seem your aura's dark, bro. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. What's going on? And he's, you know, he's like, you should you should take ayahuasca. So ayahuasca is something you take in like the Amazon rainforest, and you have to get a shaman. I didn't do that. I'm a baller on a budget, so I went to the valley. And saw some white dude with dreads in his, like, two-bedroom apartment. And he's like, take this. And mm -hmm. then I think he put on, like, a CD of, like, drums. Mm -hmm. um, and it was a terrible experience. Mm -hmm. I threw up in a bush. It, it was just fucking awful, I think. But it kind of started me into being like, I need to kill whatever is this darkness inside of me. Right. Do you think um, you met the demon during that? Like, you I, I, I did. Or? I was just like, I... They say when you're on hallucinogens, never look in the mirror. Yeah. And of course, I'm like, I'm yeah. look in the mirror. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it didn't help. And then all, but after that experience, all the drugs, all the alcohol, everything stopped working the way it was supposed to. Mm. You know, I, um, I used to be like a chemist. So I could be like, if I drink this much, it'll keep me at this level. Mm. And then if I need to go drive home, I can do this much cocaine and then if I if I um and yeah I really hope any future employers don't listen to this uh, the thing is you're not talking about <laughs> what you did yesterday yeah, you're talking yeah. about your story of your past and I yeah. think it's really important because everyone has a has a past and everyone has a story yeah I mean dude there's I can't even go into the celebrities which because I won't because there's some licensing issues but there's some very, very awesome, famous people out there with some terrible pasts. Yeah. Uh, and, of course, I'm not talking about what happened to you. I'm talking about the, the drink and the drugs-related yeah. stuff. But in terms of what happened to you, when did you... When did you... When, like, when did you start being okay about talking about it? When did you decide you wanted to tell your story here? And what do you say to people that are going through stuff like that? Or, or you know, have been through stuff like that. And it's funny because, um, you know, it, every time somebody who was familiar with the situation would bring it up to me, I'd be like, nope, I'm not going to talk about it. And my Nana and my Papa were, uh, my grandparents were two of the biggest um, influences on my life. 
and they're just incredible people. And, and before my Nana had passed, um, she, you know, we had this moment and, you know, I, I went and saw her and it was like some family reunion thing. And, and she was like, Kylie, you look like you haven't slept in like mm. three or four days. Mm. And, um, and I just, I just broke down mm. and I just sobbed, you know, and did they know Did the family, did they know what? Had yeah, they to you? know, like they, um, and they were, they were, they were such lovely people and they, they never like forced me to talk about it. Yeah. And I think, you know, um, but she, she's like, you know, Kyle, he's still raping you. Yeah. And he, you know, there's always going to be another woman. There's always going to be another drug. There's always, it's this, this hole that you'll never be able to fill. You know, and I mean, and, you know, on the outside, I, I looked like I was doing all right. Yeah. And, um, my career was kind of taking off in entertainment. Um, so flash forward a couple of years, I, Ended up just hitting my bottom. I got kicked off a movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm laughing because I know the story. Yeah, um, and we can we can look back and laugh now. Yeah, there's enough distance between it. <laughs> Thank God it bombed. I oh, it did. I, I won't say what that's, movie it was. That's funny. It's hard out here in LA. We all need to make money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you're kind of starting to build that back up again, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. I got, I got some good things coming down. So you, you think you spent like 20 odd years, like in the wilderness between like the, the realization of the trauma and the and yeah. dealing with the trauma. Yeah. And, you know? and, um, I heard a lot of people through my own pain, um, <sighs> You know, I, I remember specifically someone uh, who I was married to for a minute, uh, <laughs> my ex-wife, you know. Oh, I hate snorting. Sorry. She she looked at me and she was just like, you don't create art, you create chaos. Mm. And you just, she's like, you are impossible to love because... But not because you're unlovable, but because you don't let anybody love you. There's a sabotage and self-destruction thing that we haven't touched on yet, but yeah, we're, we're both kind of familiar with that. Yeah. absolutely. Um, and that's like when you've been at the bottom of a hole and you, the struggle to come out, but also the feeling of, um, that, that the lack of, I don't care what I do to myself because yeah. I don't, I don't love myself, so yeah. I'm just going to do what I fucking like, and I don't care about the repercussions. And then the repercussions are like, oh, I feel terrible about the repercussions. And you just reconfirm that you're a piece of shit. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and and but the, it really turns. So I, I started seeing this lady who uh, specializes in um, sexual trauma, and I said, you know what? I'm going to give this woman a year. Mm. I'm going to tell her everything. Mm. Um, and some of the biggest, uh, shame that I had was like, you know, like I can't tell other men about this because they'll judge me or they'll, you know, 
I grew up in the eighties and nineties, so there's like there was like a, mm-hmm. a stigma. Not mm-hmm. that there's anything wrong. I just, mm-hmm. Sure. Um, you know, um, there are times when you're a teenager and you got your hormones. If something happens and you get a, a physiological reaction, <laughs> and why that was happening, and you know that's super common for men who are sexually mm-hmm. abused and raped. Right. And so, but for the longest time, I'm like, well, I, I got a hard on, so I, I must like part of me, like there was so much confusion. Wow. And she broke it down step by step. There were so many tears and I'm not talking like, like I'm talking like Viola Davis, Oscar winning tears, like yeah. snot running yeah, down. Yeah. Just, um, but it's all coming out. Yeah. Like you're facing it and, and releasing it. And it was just, yeah. And it was, and there was times when I was like, I can't do this. And I'd call her up and, and God bless her. Like she would take my phone calls like on a Tuesday at 6 PM or, you know, she, she'd always get back to me. And there was a moment about a year into it when I woke up and, you know, it's, it's like the Cinderella or Snow White, like birds are chirping. Mm-hmm. I look in the bathroom mirror and I'm like, I like myself today. I don't love myself. That's a start, dude. Yeah. And I love so, you. Yeah, I love you. And, uh. and, it's, and now, if anyone's going through this, I guess I would say, or ha- has gone through this, or, or has, you know, don't give up on yourself. Don't stop. Um, you know, I'm... Four, almost four years into this therapy and I most of the time love myself mm. and you know I uh, you meet some great people like Luke like I, I can I tell Luke everything yeah well now you're telling more people everything yeah so um, but it's amazing it's very very brave well, of, of you to to do this and the, the part that I left off on purpose to the end is the one thing my Nana said to me, and this is like a couple of months before she had passed. She's like, we go through hard times and we shouldn't say the why me, why. The way we should look at it is we went through this so we could help other people. <laughs> and that our, our pain and us coming through that and being better can actually like inspire others and to walk through it because let's be honest, man, we're not alone. We're not. Mm -mm. So, well, it's going to be super hard to make jokes about this. We're going to find a way, dude. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to move swiftly on to the afterthought section. I love you, man. I love you. Just incredible. And with the afterthought section, um, we'll post some links there too. And the copy on the website, um, and wherever you get your, Podcasts. Be sure to hit subscribe. 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 (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Kyle.